You're listening to the No Name Photo Show. It's not spouse approved. It may or may not be safe for work. We'll see. And now here's your host, Brian Matias, and me, Sharky James. So, Brian, here we are, episode 33. We have Trey Trision Tuppled, our episode output. Got it on the first try. You're sure of that? You're 100% sure? Yeah. Trey Trision Tuppled. You are the world's expert in tuples. I, good for you. I want us to set a record. I, you know, we should, uh, we should get Guinness on there and see if we can set some sort of record for verbalizing tuples, the most tuples consecutively. Or how many people stop listening at the tuple point. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> All right, why don't you tell us what's on today's episode? Sure thing, Sharky. So we're going to start things off with, and this is funny. So, you know, Sharky, you and I, we keep our topics in Trello. Uh, and we had this topic set a little while ago. It's a, an open letter from Petapixel by Jason Group to the photographer who photographed Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle's wedding. What's funny about that, and we'll talk about it, is that the article kind of went kind of disappear magic trick, but uh, we found it. And then the second one is, this is kind of, this news was announced a little over a week or so ago from when we're going to share this and uh, but I still think it's it's really an interesting topic, and that is uh, in terms of mergers. We're starting, you know, we we're hearing mergers with like T-Mobile acquiring Sprint and, and all these other things. But when I saw that SmugMug was acquiring Flickr of all companies, uh, I thought that was fascinating. Kind of a news item that I never saw coming. So uh, we'll talk about that. Sounds good. It came out of nowhere. I think everybody was surprised by that. But we'll talk about that when we talk about that. Exactly. So, Sharky. No. How have you been, Brian? <laughs> oh, well, I've been I've been well as as our No, no one know. cares. No one cares. Oh, man. Totally. All right, let's let's get into the show. No one cares. We're just going to leave people in suspense about how you've been doing. You're going to get flamed for that. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Topic 1. Topic 1. So, all right. This was an interesting article. You brought this up to me a few weeks ago. And again, like I had mentioned, this was a this article was kind of like an op-ed piece written by Jason Group. He's the author. Uh, and you can tell us, Sharky, in a second who Jason Group is. But what's interesting is when I went to click on the URL that I put in, it's from Petapixel. When I put it, when I clicked on it from Trello, I got a, this article is, you know, we can't find this article. And which was super weird. So I went to Google and I looked through Google and I couldn't find any trace of this article. That's where the Wayback Machine, which is the official internet archive, is just so brilliant. So for those of you that don't know what the Wayback Machine is, it's uh, web.archive.org. Think of this as literally an archive, a, a crawler that goes through and archives every single page, every post that gets shared. It scrapes the internet. And if you have the, especially if you have the original URL, you can just paste it in and it doesn't put a bandaid on. Because of a scrape? Yes. No, no, Sharky. God, Sharky. So it's just an open wound is what you're You're the worst co-host. Thank you. I, I am. Totally. God. So, <laughs> but anyway, fortunately, despite Jason's best efforts to, to kind of expunge this, this article, which, you know, this is another in the line of articles that make my blood boil of just how obnoxious it is. And I, if Jason ever listens, I mean, man, you are something else for writing this article. And the fact that you decided to have Petapixel take it down is just so lame. So lame on you. So here's the thing, Sharky. We found the article. And uh, before we start, why don't you tell the audience what you know about Jason Group? 
You make it sound so sinister when you say it like that. But Jason's a great guy. He's the former director. I think that was his his title of uh, WPPI, the Wedding and Portrait Photographers International, whatever. You know, the big show they have in Las Vegas each year. Sure. And uh, he's, a, he's a cool guy. He also is a world's record holder, a Guinness Book of World's Record holder for the most strobes used. I think it was 300. I know it was 300. 300 Lumo Pro manual flashes. It's himself and a few other people in the photo. But right now he heads up. I can't remember what division it is. Of It's called Firefly Song Freedom. It's kind of like triple scoop music, but you could, I think it's actually like music you actually want to have in your productions and you pay a certain fee. They license that. But so that's who Jason is. Do you want to say what Jason has done that set your hair on fire? Sure. Well, so here's the thing. Listen, he could be a great guy. I've never met him. And also saying that you hold the world record for most strobes is like me saying I hold the world record for most brackets in an HDR. It's kind of like at some point, there's a point of diminishing returns here. So it's almost like you're just doing it for that, uh, which I, I really don't. I don't understand that. But OK, great. He's got the record. I honestly don't know Jason from Adam. I don't know him at all. I've never met him. He could be a great guy. Adam is his brother. Right. Adam group. We don't know if Adam is his brother. But the point is that based on this article, it just for me, you, you know, it, it shows a certain uh, at least component of this guy's personality that he actually penned this article. Uh, and in a nutshell, Sharky, and we can kind of dive into some of the details, but um, there is a photographer. His name is Alexei, uh, Alexei Lubomirsky, and he was the photographer selected to photograph Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding. Oh, but he was not. Dun dun dun! He's shooting the. He's the official photographer, and he. This might be part of the reason why Jason had it pulled down because it was causing him a lot of, you know, Ajna. Is that people? How do you like that, huh? Ajna shows that I was listening to Stern for all those years. Anyways, the guy, the photographer, is the official photographer, the royal photographer for this thing. But he's not shooting the actual wedding. He's shooting portraits afterward. There is no photographs of the actual ceremony, apparently. I looked this up, and there's nobody listed as the photographer for the actual ceremony. Sure, whatever it may be, but I'm going based off of in the article. So in the article, it says, Dear Alexi, congratulations on the announcement that you will be Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding photographer. Not really much ambiguity there, Sharky, whether it's true or not. That's what he wrote. Um, And he even links to uh, Alexi's Instagram account where he has some engagement photos of them, and that's great. But here's the thing that gets me. There's this like, you know how like in some articles you will use these H2 text, kind of like these section headers, like big bold text. And it says, but dot, 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 you're not a wedding photographer with not being capitalized. And this is where it's like, if he talks about how first he, he compliments him by saying, oh, well, you know, uh, it sees here you're an accomplished fashion photographer uh, who's photographed, you know, Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia Roberts, just to name a few mega celebrities. So clearly there's, you know, he's saying you clearly, you know, you know how to, how to photograph people, but you're not a wedding photographer. And really you should have a wedding photographer, just like, you know, the couple Prince Harry and Meghan Markle chose a florist and a wedding cake baker who've had extensive experience just boxed in, in floor, you know, uh, preparing flowers and wedding cake baking, like, because you're a fashion photographer, but you're not a wedding photographer. Maybe you should probably leave that to the to the wedding photographer professionals. And what's even more tacky, like just the tackiest thing on this is he has a section that says, call me. I was a wedding photographer for 25 years. And he puts his phone number and his email address. And it's just to me, just the, the it, it smacks in the face of tackiness and 
it goes against what I think most, I would say, established or professional photographers would say in terms of just because I, I consider myself a landscape photographer doesn't mean that I couldn't shoot a wedding, for example, you know, or taking it even more probably to this case, just because I'm a fashion photographer and I photograph people in fashion settings. Oh, well, because I'm not a wedding photographer, I can't photograph a wedding, even though it's a high profile wedding. And even though I already have some of the highest profile clients in my portfolio. So you have to know Jason to understand his thinking here. And so I don't know him extremely well, but I followed him long enough and have chatted with him and, you know, see his Facebook posts, et cetera, we're Facebook friends. And so I know the spirit behind what he's saying. Now, the call me thing, it came across as call me, I can be your wedding shooter. But if you look at that, he said, and he also gives his office phone number in there and his email address at Song Freedom, et cetera, and saying, you know, if you want any, if you want advice, he wasn't volunteering to shoot his wedding, although I'm sure he would have if he was, you know, if he was asked, he'd shoot the, you know, the royal wedding or be a second shooter or whatever. But that's not what he was asking. But it came across that way to a lot of people. And by putting, you know, some people saw it as a plug for song freedom, which we're giving like crazy here right now, and a plug for him, just kind of like, hey, look at me, look at me. That I don't feel like was the spirit behind what Jason was saying, because I know him well enough to know that was not his intention. However, and I talked about that on my show. However, it came across that way. And, you know, with 6 million plus monthly readers over at the Petapixel Mothership. Oh, I don't know if you know this, but I host the Petapixel Photography Podcast. Had to get that in there. Check. Done. First 10 minutes. We're good. With 6 million plus people, you'll see the same names over there, you know, in the comment section. There's a group of people that just love. They just hang out at at the Petapixel Mothership and comment on everything. They've got something to say about everything. And that group, plus some other people, just absolutely laid into Jason and in your mind with good cause, too. Because it if you didn't know him, it comes across as, I can't say the word, a, a rather Richard move, let's say. All right. It comes across kind of arrogant, and it comes across as just really just unkind. But you have to know Jason to know that that was not the spirit behind it. I get what he's saying. You know, photojournalists would have been great just out of the blue, like, you know, never shot a wedding, have a photojournalist do it. They'll be awesome at it. A portrait photographer, which this uh, this Alexi guy mostly is, might not do as great a job as somebody like a Dennis Reggie or somebody, you know, he's shot the Kennedy's weddings, like 50 Kennedy weddings or whatever. So I see what he's saying there. And what he didn't know at the time was that this guy selected to shoot portraits after the fact. But going on what he knew is what your point is, the guy was selected, as far as he knows, as the wedding photographer. And he's like, hey, for something big, you need a actual wedding photographer. Sure. And that rubbed you the wrong way. No, what rubbed me the wrong way is the context in the way, like, he doesn't know, as far as I know from this, Jason has no idea who Alexi is. He's never worked with him. He doesn't, other than, you know, what he's shared online with his portfolio, he doesn't know this guy or what his capabilities are. But instead, but, and, and in spite of that, knowing that, he feels the need to have to come out and say, hey, you know, reach out to me for advice, you know, like as if, like just assuming that this guy is incapable or doesn't know what he's doing here, like whether or not he is the actual wedding photographer for this event or not. It just to me, it was it, it, it just is so condescending and, and arrogant. So Sharky, you um, you found this quote on his Facebook page that I'm, I want to quote, right? Correct. And so basically, and I'll quote, then you can give context, quote, 
After much deliberation yesterday, we decided this article, while well-intentioned, was doing more harm than good. I asked to have the article pulled. Now, to me, that's like, you, first of all, you, you don't do that. You don't do that. You wrote this article. They were well-intentioned. You know, if, you, if it was well-intentioned, you should have left it up. You should have stood by your guns and left it up there. But instead, you were getting flamed, and rightfully so, in my opinion, because this article was just, I don't know, it, just, it, it was so just gross that someone would want to, you know, there is no well-intentioned. If, here's, here's how I see it. All right, Jason, if you were really that well-intentioned, you would have reached out to this guy privately. You wouldn't have put an open letter to the guy and, 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 and made it all, you know, all these scruples about what his, his abilities are. No, you took it down because all of a sudden the fire was set to your ass. And now you're like, oh man, I should probably take this down because it's making me look like a jerk. So that's my take, Sharky. <laughs> Again, I, I, I get your side of it. When I first read this at the Petapexa Mothership. I was like, oh, this is, I don't even have to look at the comments. I know they're going to be like nine to one flames. I just know it because it comes across that way. Jason's just very like in your face, brash. I think he's from New York like you are. So he's very just like uh, straightforward and people took it the wrong way. Now, Jason, you know, made the comment that you read about taking it down and somebody else at the same time, some guy on his Facebook page, I don't know if they're good friends or just a guy that follows him. His name is Morney P. Sherry. And he said, Jason Group, such a PC response. I generally dislike those who pressured this article. It was honest and supportive at the same time. Guess everyone wants sterile articles that don't make ripples. Love that you pointed it out, Jason. The age old assumption, quote, I can take a good portrait I should advertise for weddings, end quote. And then SMH, shaking my head. So what do you think about that? Well, I know Mornay. Uh, he used to work at Nick Software. And then I think he start, went to like LumaCube or something, like one of those little flash companies. I don't remember. But I disagree with that. Again, if I don't mind if that he wants, that he has that opinion. I'm not saying his opinion necessarily is right or wrong. What I'm saying is the way he went about it is, is so obnoxious by writing this open letter if he really wanted to get that point across, he could have made it somewhat more anonymized and just referenced a general thing. And, and even that would be kind of like, I would say, not cool. It's not, has, it has nothing to do with PC or anything like that or calling someone out. We're calling Jason out in this, in this very public forum, or at least I am. What I'm saying is that it's just kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't equate, it doesn't add up. Like, you know, he's making a very bold statement that I think is dangerous and can set the wrong example to other photographers. Here we are, we're in kind of the business of kind of like empowering and enabling people. And I'm not saying necessarily that someone with who just picked up a camera last week from after buying it from Costco should expect to go shoot a, a $10,000 wedding. Again, this guy, this Alexi guy has a, a very, very strong portfolio and is, probably has plenty of photo chops to shoot a really uh, exclusive wedding, even though, again, we're not saying he's shot the wedding, he's shooting the wedding. Listen, here's what it comes down to. This guy has the chops. He's ridiculously good. He's got an unbelievable portfolio. I wish I was this as good as this guy. I'm sure that he would have boned up on what he needed to do. We still have our clean rating, by the way. He would have boned up on how to shoot a wedding. I'm sure he would have maybe taken some lynda.com courses or whatever. That was not an ad, by the way. And he would have had a second shooter, I am sure. But the point here is it came across from Jason as really unkind. It's like, why say that? You're saying contact him privately, but he just went ahead and just put it out there and maybe realized, I don't know, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Maybe we should get him on the show. Maybe we should put him in the hot seat 
and and talk to him and 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 get his opinion on this sometime sure. and see what he's doing. So I mean, it, I can summarize it here. It says to quote from that article. I can understand if you are an award-winning photojournalist who understands the stress of in-the-moment photography, but you're a portrait shooter, dude! Exclamation point! Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Just uh, to me, this—I—I I, I have to stop this because I'm going to lose my mind with how obnoxious this this entire thing is. And of course, let's not forget it's taken down. So let's just call a spade a spade here, Sharky. The Streisand effect. You drew attention to it, and we're talking about it. No, we were going to do it anyhow. We just discovered before the show. It's gone. Poof. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Wayback Machine. But no, this and this isn't meant to flame Jason or to, you know, this isn't mean-spirited. You're, we're calling him out, but in a nice, happy, friendly, purple dinosaur kind of way. I guess so. Sure. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, again, I don't know anything about him. I'm just going based off of this article. And it, to me, as someone who... You know, I, I it, it's important to me to, again, be enabling and inclusive of people and not call people out in such a way, even though it is kind of I'm calling Jason out for him calling out Alexi. But that's in my opinion, that's that's my job here with this show is f- with these topics. And I'm calling you out for calling Jason out for calling Alexi out. OK, I just wanted to jump in there. So I don't know. We beat a dead horse, I think, here, don't you think? Sure. The bottom line is what you said, where you ended it with, you know, you're not a portrait or you're a portrait shooter, dude, or whatever, especially putting dude in there. But that's the way he talks, you know, and that's that's just Jason. It didn't come across very well the way he said things. But like I said, I understand what Jason's motivation was. If you're going to hire a wedding photographer, hire a wedding photographer, especially for a big gig like this. But. It just it came across the wrong way. He had it removed after much deliberation and getting flamed like crazy. But he he left his post up on Facebook. He could have gotten rid of that as well, and he didn't. But publicly, where most people are going to see it, it's gone. Poof. Yeah. Except for we're going to link to it in the show notes. Exactly. Oh yeah. Count on it at nonamephotoshow.com. Thank you, Sharky. Yeah. No. Listen. You want if you really had some concerns um, and you wanted to do it the right way in this situation, you would have reached out directly. Or at the very least, you would have done some due diligence to see maybe this guy does have wedding chops. You don't know. I don't know either of these guys, but I would never be so presumptuous, especially with someone like Alexi, who has such a stacked portfolio to assume that he can't handle it. Because what? Because a a portrait shoot with Angelina Jolie or Gwyneth Paltrow is any less stressful than a wedding shoot or an engagement shoot with the royal couple? Big deal. God. We still have our clean rating with stacked. We're good with that. So, oh my God, Sharky, relax. Yeah, we're fine. Different context, different context. Just wanted to make sure because poof, India, gone. All right. So, yeah, dead horse. Yeah. Next topic. Next topic. So, this was a Friday, I think two weeks ago. And I get this email from uh, the ambassador manager at Smug Mug. His name is Alistair Jolly, and he's a, he's a great guy. And uh, he says... Is he very happy? Is he a happy guy, generally, would you say? Yeah, I would say he's very jolly. Very cheerful? Yeah. Can you imagine that if he was just a miserable SOB? And his, with the name Jolly? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just, you know, he's a super nice guy. I've, I've known him for a while. But he says, oh, you know, he sends an email to the ambassador group and saying that we're about to announce this, uh, that we're acquiring Flickr. Smug Mug, meaning, is acquiring Flickr. And I looked at that and I was like, no way. First of all, I didn't know Flickr was really up for grabs. But Shocky, you know, we've had some some solid acquisitions in the past five to 10 years, you know, Google acquiring Nick uh, and then DxO getting Nick. (laughs) 
So I think it's a lot of... And then DxO going into receivership. Exactly, with bankruptcy. But you didn't see this coming, did you? Not at all. No clue. Not on the radar. Verizon, or actually Oath, the company that owns Verizon, AOL, Tumblr, TechCrunch, a bunch of companies. Like, just I, I wouldn't be surprised if they acquired Petapixel someday. They own like everything. <laughs> they acquired something that most people were like, eh, Flickr. Yeah, I remember that back in the day, just like I remember MySpace. Right. I've got warm, fuzzy feelings about it. Now, who knows what they're going to do with it? They say that's going to be two separate entities, mm-hmm. but you don't buy something just to let it be. Right. You do something with it. So, you're going to see smug mug ads over on Flickr. You're going to see maybe an upgrade path from Flickr to smug mug if you want to sell your photos. It's a, of course you are. I think it was a ridiculously smart move. Someone had to get Flickr and do something with it, and if anybody can do anything with it, it's going to be smug mug. Great company, like off the charts unbelievable customer service. Like they're just known for that. Yeah. They're going to take care of people. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Flickr is just a repository. Flickr is where you went back in the day to discover different types of photography to, more importantly, I think, it was a community and still is, uh, still a vibrant community. Depend, you know, if, if you have a special niche, like if you're like, you shoot poodles at 3 p.m., there's a Flickr group for you. Yeah. You name it. It's over there. You've got everything. So it's instead of just like a forum over on like Fred Miranda or whatever, you've got entire groups and searchable photography plus communities. And now with Smug Mug, you'll have a path to sell your photos and do all this kind of stuff. And it's a great place to go to find the EXIF data on things. If you want to shoot you know, a particular site and you want to know what kind of settings to kind of start from, great place to go as long as people you know, have their EXIF data in there. And Smug Mug acquiring it, it just made sense. It was When I saw that, I was like, wow. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where up until you hear it, it and then, you know, for the first second or two that you hear it, you're like, whoa, like, you know, I, I, I agree. I think it makes great sense. I was trying to figure out different ways that, you know, obviously I can see how Flickr users can stand to benefit SmugMug, like you said, um, in terms of like possibly an upgrade path for people who want maybe um, control, more control over how their profile looks. Cause like uh, SmugMug has a really slick, kind of um album or gallery builder type of thing um so you know the one of the problems i always had with Flickr was just how homogenous it is like every single profile looks the same i'm not saying necessarily that it needs to be like you know going back to the original myspace days which was just like you know visual vomit blue text on a blue background with blink (laughs) blinking like crazy yeah uh, and, and that rainbow uh bar and yeah no i mean that definitely has its place in the trash heap of kind of like the internet of 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 olden days but you know i do it would be nice to see uh, let me let me flip it this way it would be a shame in my opinion if the acquisition happens and then it just nothing changes you know and that that you, you you can't expect that to happen right sharky like something has to happen and i know I remember back in the day with SmugMug, one of the pain points they had was actual storage costs. What I mean by that is like, you know, they have all of these uh, wedding photographers, um, portrait photographers, people who use the SmugMug service to store their shoots and whether or not they, you know, those are gallery albums and proof albums for their clients or not. But they're uploading these high resolution images and it got to a point where they had to change their pricing that had kind of a 
a bit of a flame in the pan when that happened. But, you know, without knowing the specifics in terms of what comes with the acquisition, you know, they did gain a few massive things. One, I mean, Flickr has a massive repository of space. Also, you know, I don't know how it works. I remember Flickr partnered with Getty, so you can um, you can sell your images as stock from Flickr. I don't know how that will work, but if that kind of term is the same, then Smugbug, in theory, has just kind of acquired one of the largest kind of stock portfolios out there. And like you said, too, Sharky, you know, one of the things Flickr was always known for, you know, a lot of times when you wanted to understand or know what the um, most popular camera is, you'd go to Flickr and you'd, you'd they'd have that data from the EXIF. So that information can be very beneficial to SmugMug as well. So I don't know. What do you, let me ask you something. If you had um, the ability to craft the benefits for SmugMug and Flickr, what, what would you like to see happen? Oh, let's see. So if you're SmugMug, what you gain out of this is access to millions of users that you can then market to, like I said, and have a upgrade path basically to your services, right? Like I said, you're going to see smug mug ads on there. You're going to see people will hear about smug mug who hadn't before. They'll learn the benefits of smug mug along the way. And if they want to take something from what they have now to a more refined presentation, like you were talking about on smug mug, and I use format for uh, sharkyjames.com. Right. I used to be an advertiser, sometimes advertiser with us. And there's, you know, Squarespace, et cetera. What I think smug mug will do is make it there'll be an import kind of thing, right? An in- import wizard that'll get your photos from Flickr that you'll be able to select sure. mm-hmm. into SmugMug, into easy galleries. They'll make it, knowing them, they're going to make it so ridiculously easy that people will be like, wow. They might even say, just like with Facebook, it's like, look, we put together a gallery for you of these. Only you can see this, your five photos here, blah, blah, blah. If SmugMug is smart, they'll do something like that and have it all ready to go. Like, oh, this one album, we've determined that these are your best photos, or here's a selection. Here you go. You're ready to go. All you got to do is pay for it now. Or you got 30 days free, and you could attach your domain to it, etc. I almost guarantee that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I do see there are some really interesting opportunities in terms of... Here's the thing with Flickr. One of the, their, their biggest assets, if you think about it, SmugMug is a kind of like a photo storage, you know, album, not even storage, but like album creator. It has the ability to tie into um, printer services to order prints and various other kind of accessories with your photos. Flickr is very much kind of like a community-based. It's it's kind of like a social network before social networks. It, it, it's, it's almost like the precursor to Instagram. A lot of times um, when I, I'm chatting with Nicole and we're talking about like my very, my very first job, was a retail job. I was a salesperson at Nobody Beats the Wiz in Brooklyn. <laughs> and if you watch Seinfeld, uh, <laughs> there's the Wiz. But um, I kind of explained that the Wiz was kind of like the precursor to like the Best Buys, you know, in Circuit City. And I see Flickr as kind of the precursor to Instagram, uh, whereas Flickr was more computer first. Instagram was obviously mobile first, so there's kind of that different workflows. I don't know what sort of benefit a SmugMug user would get from, say, getting the kind of community aspect of uh, Flickr, but I agree with you. I do think that there's going to, I think um, Flickr users will have more to gain from SmugMug than SmugMug will from Flickr. Um, So I'm interested to see what happens. Absolutely. So 
how I view Flickr is it's part community, part image search engine, right? So you go to you go to Flickr when you need to look up a certain thing. If you're traveling to uh, Santorini or something, or where or the Grand Tetons. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. See, that was appropriate right there. Yes. So if you're going to the Grand Tetons, you type in Grand Tetons and you will find photos probably more than if you typed in Grand Teton. Just saying. If you do that, you will come up with all kinds of photos, right? Or you could just go to Google Images. But where the benefit you get from going to Flickr and doing that is the EXIF data and being able to see comments from the photographer. Whereas you're not going to get that necessarily, most likely, if you just do a Google Images search. So you type in the Grand Tetons, you see photos, you might have a whole album of it from hundreds of photographers. And as you work through there, you'll see what angles work best, what settings work best. That's a great resource right there. I think it's an invaluable resource. And Smug Mug knows that. And they're going to market to those people. Like you say, it's mostly going to be one direction. They're going to be getting people from Flickr. That's the bigger pool of people over to Smug Mug and just make the most of it. And they also said, too, they want to hear from the community. They don't know exactly what they're going to do with it, but they're going to do something with it. So there you go. Yeah. Well, listen, I think um, I don't know anyone who saw this announcement that had a negative response. Everyone was genuinely like, this is great. You know, never saw this coming, but happy to see it. And, um, you know, I wish I wish those guys on the Smugbug and Flickr side nothing but the best. I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Absolutely. I think it's going to be only a good thing. So we beat that dead as well. We did. It's like Walking Dead kind of zombie style. Or not. Or or not. Listen, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe there aren't zombies, but uh, you tried. You tried. Let me ask you just really quickly. Tell me what's on your gear shelf. I'm so happy that you asked me, Brian. I had no idea that this was coming. Totally surprised. Except for I did. What sort of like the yeah? I had to look at so if you go to nonamephotoshow.com, you'll see the what's on your why what why whatever it is w y o g s what's on your gear shelf selection. You can see every pick that we've made since the first episode. It's a great way to you know if you want to you want to spend some money. There's where you want to do it right there. Good stuff. So my pick this week, and I had to go check and make sure like we do every week. Did I already pick this? Because we're gonna pick something twice. I just know it. What I picked is something that I bought probably almost a solid decade ago when I was a photojournalist. I got it because I was shooting a lot of state sports and you know, you're shooting state soccer all day long. At some point, you want to sit. And if you are shooting soccer, you're not running up and down the sidelines shooting. You're mostly planting it, right? And so you don't want to shoot from a standing position. You want to shoot from a little lower position. Sometimes, you know, you sit in the ground, but it's muddy or, you know, whatever. You get yourself something like this. It's the Walkstool Comfort XL. This is the one I got. It's 55 centimeters high or 22 inches. So I'm six foot four. That's perfect. Now, anything that's photo related, you're just going to quadruple the price. And I'm not saying necessarily buy this one, although this is my pick. You can get something similar for probably like 25, 30 bucks or so. But this thing is solid. This supports a photographer up to 495 pounds. <laughs> Wow. That's what it says on there. I'm looking at the at the Amazon page. It supports up to 495 pounds. So <laughs> if you're 490 pounds, you've got, probably got bigger issues than whether your bench you're about to sit on is going to support you. I want to know if you're going to be able to get up, you know, easily. You're going to need some help to get off this stool. I think so. I don't know. I, I wouldn't test it. So collectively, we'll be 400. So yeah. So basically, I need to kind of and this. 
was already, I'm already regretting this thought, but you need to sit down and I need to sit down on your lap and then, and then we'll, we'll test the, the strength. I thought you were going to say like, maybe on my shoulders, like, uh, you know, like we're, we're chicken fighting or so, but on my lap. All right. That's very telling Matias. Very yeah. little too familiar right there. We're friends, yeah. but I, I don't know if I like you that much. Well, you're six, four and I'm six feet tall. So like, you know, you're yeah. There you go. You could stand on my shoulders and shoot from an elevated position, plus 22 inches. Let's just put that mental image into our audience. Hey, if so, listen, if somebody has some great illustration uh, skills, draw that. That would be pretty funny. And the best one, we'll think of some kind of prize for you. So yeah. draw, <laughs> yeah. draw Brian sitting on my lap, sitting on this walk stool Comfort XL. Yeah, You'll get I, something. The best one. The best one. We might only get one. You might win a prize. It'll be something. That'll be fun. So anyways, you want to get this if you want to sit comfortably. And it really is comfortable too. It's triangular, you know, and it, it folds out and extends. You would think having one of these for guys, you know, right there by your crotch would, uh, would hurt, but it's actually pretty darn comfortable. So it looks like a little tripod for your butt. It is a butt hashtag, butt tripod is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but save yourself some money. Don't necessarily buy this $107 stupid stool get yourself a you know go to rei or whatever and get yourself a cheaper one maybe we'll maybe we'll list an alternative in addition to that but don't spend a i i spent like 80 bucks at the time for this they're now 107 bucks and that is ridiculous so anyways comes with a carrying bag you're going to use it at some point it's buy once cry once kind of deal brian i want to know now what is on your gear shelf well sharky um what's on my gear shelf i actually used for the first time so last week, um, one of the reasons why we didn't have our episodes was because I was traveling. I was in Oregon with Nicole and our buddy, James Brandon, who is also a, a fantastic photographer. Uh, and, you know, you're shooting, we were shooting for the first couple of days along the coast in Bandon. And invariably, your sensor gets, you know, st- stuff on it just because you're shooting there. And especially if you're switching lenses. Um, so I noticed when I imported my photos that there were definitely some spots and James had these, um, the, this kind of like a sensor cleaning kit that it's basically this pack. You get 10 individual, they're individually wrapped swabs. Uh, and these are the ones I'm going to link to are specifically for full frame sensors. And you apply this solution onto it and you just, you know, do one swipe and then turn it around another swipe and it gets rid of, it's like a sensor cleaning. Now, this was the first time in my life that I actually did my own sensor cleaning. I've always had this kind of phobia about it. But it turned out to be uh, super easy, and the dust was or the spots were definitely gone. One of the things you want to consider, though, especially if you're using the newer Sony cameras or any camera really that has in-body image stabilization, is you don't want to press too hard on the sensor because there is kind of a motor there. You just kind of want to gingerly swipe across it enough to to lift up any residue uh, and then swipe back. Um, but this was great. That, so that's only if you have red hair. What do you mean? Gingerly, you said. Oh my God, Sharky! God, you're the worst. No, I'm the best. Bad dad jokes. And you know what's funny? Thank Sometimes you. I'll get messages that where people are like, "Just let Sharky do his dad jokes." And I'm like, "But this isn't a dad joke. This is an awful joke. It's a bad joke. <laughs> dad jokes and bad jokes. Because like when you have a good one, I'm more than happy to to give you your your due. Like the Comic Sans of uh, whatever that was. That was that was one of the better ones, without a doubt. But in any case. I do think that rather than, I can't remember, this was, let's just call it 20 bucks, less than that. Whereas if you go to a local uh, camera shop, usually those are 60, 70 bucks for them to do that. 
now I, I'm all for, I, I would never really want to take away business from local camera stores because unfortunately they're like a dying breed, but you know, the difference in price is pretty crazy. They shouldn't be charging 60, 70 bucks for a sensor cleaning when you can do it this way. And so again, we'll link to that in the show notes at nonamephotoshow.com as well as uh, aforementioned Sharky mentioned, we have a, um, what's on your gear shelf kind of landing page. So, so Sharky, that was good. I, you know what, Brian, we usually say this is a great show if we say so ourselves, but this one I think actually was, it was really good because the other ones are, <laughs> the other ones aren't. No, listen, they're I, all crap. Just started this episode, but wait, before you say that, yes, I found an alternative to that ridiculously expensive walk stool. It's the most highly rated one. It's got like four and a half stars, 397 customer views on Amazon. It's only 23 bucks, but it only holds up to 250 pounds. Okay. So it's one or it's either you or me. That's going to be most people right there. So you're going to link to that. Yeah. And anyways, this is a great show, like we said. And what were you saying about that? I was just saying, listen, you know, I got heated at the beginning because of just that story really just got to me, but I enjoyed it. I always enjoy my conversations with you, Sharky, and you know, I hope our listeners enjoy our rambling. Listen, this is still one of the most listened to photography podcasts out there. There are shows that have been around for a decade that don't have as many listeners as this show does. So if you listen to the show, be proud. You've got you've got great taste, I must say. And, and on behalf of Sharky and myself, you know, we, we, we thank you for that. We don't say it often enough, but uh, but we do appreciate it. I love when I get messages from people on social uh, and through our email. And speaking of that, Sharky, usually you ask me something. Oh, let's see. What could it be now? It could it be where can they find you and us, Brian Matias? Well, Sharky, they can find us at No Name Photo Show uh, and No Name Photo Show.com. So on social, we're at No Name Photo Show and uh, our website, again, No Name Photo Show.com. Me, you can find me at my website, which is Matias.com, M A T I A S H.com. And then I'm at Brian Matias, B R I A N M A T I A S H on all the socials. Sharky, how about you? I'm Lens Shark pretty much everywhere, including Vero, I think. Who knows? I don't know. Has anyone used Vero in a while? No. I took yeah. a poll. Most people just psh, out of there. So Lens Shark, not Lens Shark. Again, not responsible for what that guy says, whoever Len is with the last name of Shark. That's pretty weird. And uh, of course, I host the Petapixel Photography Podcast, which you can find at petapixel.com slash podcast, also known as one of the most listened to photography podcasts of all time. It's amazing. Millions of downloads. Seriously. Good show, if I say so myself. I've got it, right? If I don't believe in it, then what's the whole point? Right, Brian? That's great, Sharky. That's right. That's great. I know. That's some awesome commentary right there. <laughs> so anyhow, Brian, what do you say we clap it out? Let's do it. Right now. One, two. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Love you, brother. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the No Name Photo Show. Sharky and I would be thrilled if you would subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using and tell a friend. So how about we do this again next episode? Yeah, let's do that. Thank you.